the most fun in the morning. Good morning, Westchester, with Dennis and Tommy. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9, right here on 1460 WVOX. 1460 WVOX. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. Okay, folks, we are back on College Hoops Chat. I am Jim Maceno, your host. We just had a great preview of the MAC Conference with Jaden Daly. And now we're going to go to my friend Tristan Freeman, who is one of the people that runs uh, the Busting Brackets website. If you follow college basketball folks, uh, go to Busting Brackets every day. They have great posts, informative posts. Uh, they've got a great staff. Tristan, you're doing a great job. Tristan Freeman, say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Appreciate you having me on. Oh, we, we we love having you on. You are one of the most knowledgeable people I found out there on college basketball. Great job of busting brackets. Uh, college Troops Chat is a fan of busting brackets. Appreciate it. No problem. All right, Tristan, we got about 10 minutes to review uh, one of the most important conferences in college basketball, uh, the ACC. I took a look at the rankings uh, well, not rankings. Well, uh, Ken Palm. Ken Palm had Duke number one in the ACC. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it makes sense when you look at just the ceiling that Duke has. Uh, Paulo Bencaro is considered to be, right along with Chet Holmgren and Gonzaga, the top individual player in the country. And they have a, a lot of talent coming back as well. You're expecting breakout campaigns, campaigns from sophomores Jeremy Roach and Mark Williams. Uh, A.J. Griffin, a five-star wing who suffered a knee injury, uh, reportedly not too serious, so he should be good for opening day. Just a lot of talent that Duke has, and when you have arguably the best coach of all time and Coach K back for one final year, there, there's a lot of a certainty you have with the Blue Devils that you just don't have with, the, honestly, the rest of the ACC. All right, so uh, Duke is loaded. There's a lot of talent there. It's Coach K's last year, I agree. They should have a special team. This year. Now I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to jump to your favorite ACC team. Uh, were you okay with Ken Palm having Pitt, your Pitt Panthers, at 145? Yeah, a, a big part of the analytical rankings uh, takes support with last season's production based on how much you return. And Pitt lost almost 80% of the scoring from last season with their top three guys out. When you look at the newcomers, Jamarius Burton, who didn't produce a lot at Texas Tech because he was crowding the backcourt, a couple of transfers from the mid-majors. It makes sense that Pitt's going to be ranked low in the preseason, but that's why they played out on the court. There's, there's a lot of expectations that sophomore Femi Odekale is going to break out now that he's got the ball in his hands. Top 100 prospect John Hughley was suspended for most of last season, but he's back, and he's looked impressive so far. So, so I don't think Pitt's going to be uh, around the 150 range during the season, but around 100, I think, is more fair considering how much they lost and the level of uncertainty with the roster they currently have. Yeah, I agree. I think Pitt's better than 145. I think they'll probably be uh, near the top 100, but we'll see. Uh, also, I thought, despite that they lost a lot and then a transition and rebuild, 146 was kind of tough on Boston College. That's the, the last place team, according to Ken Palm, in the ACC. 
Yeah, uh, similar to Pitt, most of their uh, newcomers are all major transfers who didn't, you know, have huge stats. So when you look at all all that they lost, it's hard to see them in the top 102. I think it makes sense for them to be around 150. They have a lot of unknowns, a lot of good talent with Makai Ash and Langford. They have a really solid transfer from Brevin Galloway and called Charleston, but it's hard to see Boston College. They're, they're the near unanimous pick to finish last in the ACC. When you're a last place conference team, then you should expect to be around the 130 to 150 range. Right. So Ken Palm had uh, the UNC Tar Heels, and I'm a fan of the Tar Heels like you're a fan of the Panthers. Um, I think uh, North Carolina will do better than that. I think they're clearly a top 25 team. I actually think that they put together the pieces for a very fine team through the transfer portal. I, I actually think UNC is probably a top 15 team, uh, and I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, you can make an argument that just from a pure roster standpoint that North Carolina has the best in the league. They have much, they have much more depth than Duke on paper, thanks to the transfer additions of Brady Manick and Dawson Garcia, who along with Armando Baycott just – makes them a much more compatible front court compared to last season's group, where you could argue that all four of their big men were more natural centers to power forwards. Right. The guards are all coming back for an extra year. Uh, Caleb Love's a, a breakout, a consensus breakout candidate. I think you can argue that if Roy Williams was still the head coach of North Carolina, that they would be ahead of Duke in the rankings and in the preseason. But considering we just don't know how good uh, Hubert Davis is going to be as the head coach. I think there's going to be a little hedging on the bet. But roster-wise, they're really good. Well, you saw that Carl Troop Chats predicted that uh, multiple times now, but we did it this past week, uh, Hubert Davis to be a big success at North Carolina. I've always thought of him as a cerebral, smart basketball man that waited his whole life for this opportunity, and I just think he's going to crush it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. The fact that he has been adamant about having space in the front court, that's just something that Roy Williams just wasn't able to do much. And you saw from last year's roster that it had a major impact. The fact that Brady Manick was the first acquisition he got from the offseason, who was a stretch four, it, it, it goes to show that he's, he, he's going to use what Roy Williams taught him but have a more modern approach. And if you don't have a modern approach in today's game where spacing is absolutely important, it's going to be hard to win, even if you are a Hall of Fame-level coach. Tristan, I can't wait to watch Tar Heels play this year. All right, uh, let's talk about two more teams that I think are probably going to be in the top, uh, competing to be the top team in the ACC. Florida State, uh, that's got some talent. They play rugged defense. They have a really good coach in Leonard Hamilton. And then Notre Dame starting five seniors. We know teams that are uh, senior-led, particularly five seniors in this case with Notre Dame, uh, that they usually play pretty well. What are you thinking about Florida State and Notre Dame? Yeah, Florida State lost a ton of production last season, including uh, top five pick Scotty Barnes. But they have Caleb Mills, who's an elite scorer from Houston. They have a solid recruiting class, including five-star shooter Matthew Cleveland. And they have four guys who are all seven foot one or bigger in the front court, including top sixty recruit John Butler, who has the potential to play on the perimeter. So there's a lot to like with Florida State. They're going to be a dominant defensive group as long as they can 
uh, score consistently, they're going to be a top 20 team. Yeah, I think that's a question. Order, I think that's yeah, a question with them. Yeah, it, it, and technically, they don't need a 20-point score because of how to utilize their depth. They just need to consistently be able to shoot the ball and not go on drought. Right. So, and I'm, I'm not too worried about them as long as Anthony Polite can take that next step as their lone double-digit returner. Okay. But your Notre Dame's the opposite. We know they can score. They're an elite offensive group. They have one of the best point guards in the country in Prince's Hub. The issue with them is even though they return everybody, that also means that they return to awful defense. They played last year as well. And that's just not going to get it done in the ACC or in a non-conference. They have to be a much better defensive team. They're, they're, they're limited because they're just not good. They just don't have a bunch of great athletes. And maybe we'll see some zone. Maybe we'll see some different lineups with bigger guards playing. It's just Notre Dame, you'll see the first few games whether or not they're going to be a tournament contender. I if agree. Any, if they're a better defensive unit, great. If not, then it'll be the same old. All right, so let me say this next. Uh, Ken Palm, everybody, I'm saying Ken Palm, just so you all know, um, Ken Pomerantz has an analytic, analytical database that has an algorithm and ranks all the, all the teams in college basketball, all 358 teams, and he upgrades, updates it in the season every day. A lot of us like to use it as a base to talk about basketball. He has University of Virginia at 45. I think University of Virginia will be better than that. Um, we know Tony Bennett's one of the best coaches in the country. What are you thinking about Virginia? Yeah, when the AP preseason poll that was released out today, and they were 25, I wasn't shocked at all because I think a lot of people just have them 25 because it's hard to see a Tony Bennett team be unranked. But there's just so many questions about where their offensive production is going to come from. Kihei Clark's a really good point guard. He's an all-around guy, but he's not going to give you double-digit points. You're hoping Indiana shooting guard Armand Franklin can be a 40% three-point shooter. You hope that EC, uh, East Carolina transfer Jayton Gardner, who was an 18-8 guy in the past three years, can come in tr- tradition not only on the offensive end but be a solid defender. We've seen good things out of big man uh, Kadeem Cedric, which is probably most important because if Virginia doesn't have that defensive anchor inside, their pack line defense can fall apart. So. I think the 20 to 30 range is fair. There's a lot of offensive questions. You might see a lot of games where that end up 50 to 45. Hopefully the defense remains top-notch, but if their defense takes even a little step back, it, it could be a big problem for them, and they could probably be around the 8 to 9 range in the ACC. All right, running out of time. Uh, so give me one sentence on Louisville this year. A lot of death, lack of star power, need somebody to step up to be a tournament team. Okay, give me a one sentence on Virginia Tech Hokies. Need more out of not only Kevin Luma, but needs point guard Storm Murphy to be an impactful facilitator for them. All right, so let's take a minute now and just talk about uh, Syracuse, because we are in the great state of New York here. Syracuse has been uh, a great school in our state for a long time. How are they looking this year? Honestly, looking like they had the past few years, probably you're right on the bubble line. You know, Buddy Beheim, he's not as good a shooter as he showed in the tournament, but he's definitely going to be a 15 to 17 point scorer. You're hoping for a bounce back campaign from Joseph, from Joe Gerard. The, the issue is going to be the front court. You know, losing 
Losing Merrick Zolazai is a very underrated loss. Quincy Garay was an all-star for them. You know, you're hoping that Jesse Edwards and Brahma Sidibe can be those impact defenders inside. You're hoping Cornell transfer Jimmy Beheim and top 50 freshman Benny Williams can give you some production from the power forward spot. They're going to be a really good, fun offensive team, but defensively they could give up 75 points per game. And they'll be good enough to beat Duke and North Carolina on a given night, but they could also give up a lot of points like we saw last year to Pittsburgh and Wake Forest and put themselves right back on the bubble. All right, Tristan, uh, we'll end with Syracuse. Um, great job as always. Keep up the great work. We'll be talking again this season about college basketball. Thanks for educating us about the ACC this year. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Just a couple weeks away from the season. Tip it off. Can't wait. Can't wait. Three weeks from tomorrow. Tristan Freeman, keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to a commercial break, and we'll come back for the final segment of the show. I'm Jim Masano on College Hoops Chat. <laughs> 